2: Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few podcast. My name is David Thompson. I'll be your host for tonight. Uh, as you see, we have we're three people at the moment, but we are hoping that Scott comes on in a few minutes. Uh, he was supposed to be on, but he's running a bit late. Um, I, normally, I, I ask my guests first how they are, but I'm going to tell—I'm going to go with myself at first. I was stupid enough to fall off a mobile scaffolding this after, a few days ago, two metres high, backwards off it, and I, I've, I've now got to use my a, a relator that we had in the house to to get around. Falling two metres, you think that's nothing, but it seemed to take a world's time to get, to, to get down, and I was just thinking to myself all the way down, because I was on my, backwards, and I was on my way down, I was thinking, David, keep your head up, keep your head up, keep your head up, and then clatter. And luckily, luckiest man in the world, I think, uh, the only thing that I've got is uh, my bottom, one, my left buttock is darker blue than the Scotland Strip. So that was my sort of a thing from the week. But I'll go over it, and we're not on to listen to my story Mr. David Pollock, I'll go for age before beauty. How are you?
3: Normally, I would, I would. Hi, welcome back. Oh, well, no, thank you. Normally, I would, I would offer to come over and kiss these things better, but on this one, I'm going to pass.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I can quite, I can quite believe that, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Andrew, my red, my red Cross skills don't extend yeah. that yeah. far. Yeah, well. well, well, anyway, well. Anyway.
2: Good to be yeah, back. welcome over any time, Davy. But um, we'll we'll leave that asking. We'll leave that out of it. Yeah, uh, Andrew, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm
4: fine. Uh, it seems like the the Rangers injury bug has hit the podcast. I mean, we, we had Bill and his mystery machine crash uh, the other week, and now yeah, you've gone for the the Kmart roof uh, out for seven to ten days. Uh, what's yeah. the mark? War, but in line the seven to ten days back to full fitness. Um, I'm fine, yeah, just kind of getting the mix. mix the, the first couple of this, the first, getting to the first Scotland game, it was like, yeah, I can get used to this international no break. Don't need to see Rangers for a while. And then ever since uh, Philip uh, was announced, um, it was kind of like choking to get back to Ibrox, uh, The game kind of come soon enough.
2: Yeah, well, I, I think everybody's got that. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll obviously go into more detail. I'm going to I'm going to hit you two with a. it's actually a pity. Scott's not here either. I'm going to hit you with a, a a picture just now. And Andrew, I doubt very much whether you will get it. But I'm going to show a picture of a Rangers goalkeeper. And then I'm going to ask you, Dave. I think you will know. Andrew, I'll let you go first. I've got a picture of a man in the Rangers goalkeeper top and, ra- and goalkeeper gloves, by the way, for the people that haven't got vision.
4: I, I yeah. do know that one. Uh, I, I don't know. Graham Roberts. is. Uh, yeah, and It's a bit before my time, but I'm, I, I do... Uh, because for most of my lifetime, it was really only Alan McGregor. It was the Rangers goalie. You kind of go, who did we have before? And then you go Close, and then you're starting to go back a good few years. So, yeah, I, 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 kinda, I know that one. That's
2: uh, that's not... It yeah, that doesn't that, beat me that time. It's a well-known story. Dave, you you must be able to virtually tell the story, I think. Can't you?
3: Also known as... the Graham Roberts, also known as the choir master. <laughs>
2: that's,
3: for conducting to sing along at the end of the game, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a good day. <clears throat> I mean, the, the roar for, when that second goal went in was... Uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, that was <clears> to <throat> come back, you know, with the uh, nine men. <clears throat> we were uh, Ah we Durant, and uh, I think it was uh, was it Goff that got it over the line. I think it was uh...
2: Goff got it over the line. Yeah, second goal. Ali, Ali McCoy's got the the first goal. For the for yeah. the people that don't that, that don't know the story, it was that um, Woods, Chris Woods, and McAvaney. They had a little. I think they called it a stramash in the days on the goal line virtually, and uh, they both get sent off. And uh-huh. and, and uh, butcher Terry Butcher he got a yellow card in the instant because he came battering in as well. So we were down to ten men, and I think Celtic went 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 uh, two goals up at that time. Uh, in the, in the, I, and I think Terry, Terry Butcher, he got he get a red card as well after that. So we were down to nine men and they were down to ten men. 2-0 behind. Then steps up Mr McCoist scores the first one. And I think it was only minutes to go. As you say, Durant crossed the ball and big Guffey stuck the ball in the back of the net. Now, I think the, the roar was nearly everybody I've seen the the roar was were probably one of the best they've ever heard at Ibrox. So I think a fantastic uh, memory for, for for people that uh that, that remember it and good good for all the young ones to to know about that. So I'm going to move on anyway to to the actual pod now. Uh I'll, I'll oh, there's, the, the, there's, there's Scott coming in. <laughs> Hi Scott. I'll, I'll so, how are I'll you? Very
5: boys. Aye, a not bad at all. How, how's yours getting on, all right?
2: Okay, aye, I, think that, I think that was a case of beating me up, Scotty. Aye,
5: <laughs> aye, it's not often. I'll tell you that for none.
2: <laughs> anyway, moving on to the pod. Clemens' first week. Davey, how do how did it suit you? How would you think? Any ideas on it?
3: Uh, I think we'll just be buying his feet. We'll just find out where the toilet is in the canteen and, you know, players' names. Probably, you know, you'll know their names, I would think, but he's got the he's got the four walls. The, uh, <clears throat> the rest of the backroom staff, you know, so it's uh, it'll be a bit of a whirlwind for him. So, but of, I don't think I don't expect to see many changes from uh, their, the the players available. It'll be much more muchness. What I hope to see is a change in attitude, because uh, you can see from the last couple of games that confidence is on the floor, although. I'm never quite uh, sure why, you know, professional football players should suffer from a lack of confidence. You know, I think they should just uh, have a look at their wage packet and uh, their slip. And that should uh, give them enough confidence to, uh, to carry on. So, anyway, I'm hoping it's, it's going to tell We're not going to see any, you know, road to Damascus-type conversion with some of these guys. Some of them are shit and they'll always be shit, so... Uh, it's just about getting a tune out of them until Philip can can put his stamp on on the squad and, and effectively on the team and, and bring us to a style of play that we uh, can recognise as Rangers. So. Yeah.
2: One of the things, Andrew, that, that uh, Clement said, I don't have a magic wand. That, that was a name named the pod. Surely that's what we need, a magic wand. Can we not get him in touch with Harry Potter or something like that?
4: Well, we almost said like Graham Potter. Never I mind mean, Harry Potter. Um, that's uh, the the magic wand. Uh, a, a favorite of Frank Lampard as well in his time in management. Um, yeah, um, I, I was kind of, I was kind of had that kind of. Oh, I don't know when he said that because of that kind of the Frank Lampard style of. Oh, you know, I don't have a magic wand for results. But I mean, it's it's true. You know, there's there's no sugarcoating it. That you know, we've got work to do. He'll have his he'll be making his money because it'll be difficult um, based on what we've seen this season uh, he's got an uphill battle um, but he, he spoke well you know it's he it's a marathon it's not a sprint um, which is very true um, so you know it, it's all about how quick he can adapt to it, it was the, the, we'll see the difference being made um, that's that's how you know how good the manager is how quick he can turn it around from I don't know you'll see maybe a couple of individuals peaking in performances or you start to see the team as a whole starting to gel. I say that because obviously we we really looked like we hadn't gelled all season so far. So it'd be interesting to see um, how quickly he stamps his authority on the team.
2: Yeah, I was quite upbeat about Clemens, uh coming in. Clement coming in as, as I suppose I've got to say it. And until I sort of I seen one of the, the the papers doing a starting lineup. For, for the weekend and I thought my god nothing's changed it was still Lammers in the right wing Desers uh, in centre forward and Seema uh, on the left wing and I thought oh, he's going to need more than a magic wand for this one
5: what do you think Scott?
2: you're on mute, you're on mute mate um,
5: he's definitely got a ring of changes 100% Um. There's too much riding on this for him. It's his first match. But it ain't a good team. who are on a good roll just now. I have something going to be mugs when they play on Saturday. 100% they are flying just now. They can back that a 2-0 deficit. You see the two goals away to guys Castle. Come back through two each. There's a wee bit of character about that squad just now. Um, so to me, he needs to keep going with a kind of similar line-up that what Davis put out away to St Murm. Is probably going to come out there with the exact same one because he's already said he's not going to change much. Um, one of the young boys needs to play kind of right wing for me. I was happy to see Fabrizio Romano tweet tonight that McCausland's and talks for a new deal. That's really, really important. The thing as it struck me, I know we're talking about lineups and stuff just now, but the thing as it struck me with Davis taking in two matches was he's gave Lovelace and McCausland a chance and they've been on and produced something. new under the last two or three managers, we've, we've not seen any youth players. The youth players must have been sick of kicking the back door and trying to get in first team for some minutes. And the have proven, McCausland, lovely, so proven in that one match what they can produce. So, that right wing slot is free. Um, they've definitely not got anybody taking that berth up just now, so you need to stick with youth on that side. Probably looking at the same kind of idea at the back again. Same sort of lineup, I would imagine. I can't really. Maybe Canva was going to come back, in I don't know how far Lawrence is there at. So, aye, I can't see him doing many changes.
2: Anyway, well, I'm, I'm going to go off the the the, the, the team subject for a uh, for a while, and we'll come back onto that before uh, later in the pod. Davey, um Rangers' uh, uh, chief executive James By get the biscuit, who okay, came as you want to say biscuit. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Um, he came out and he backed Bill and he said that Michael bill was not the only one involved in uh the, the, the getting these players into the transfer or getting them into eyebros he said that their whole, um, the whole management team the whole uh, uh what you call the 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 staff that the that, that brings them on co- uh, coaches and the uh, um, I'm having a nightmare here at the moment of what's the word that I'm looking for, but there were other people involved. The scouts, sorry, that's that's the word I'm looking for. The scouts, the scouting team, everybody's involved in bringing these players in. Um, when you see the the, the class that, that, that's coming, he said he also said that we'll, we're still to see the best of them, and Clements will will, and I'll name I'll name the the, the players that, that we did bring in just well know it, but. William Balligan, Jack Butland, Jose Sofiantis, Danilo Cyril Dessers, Kieran Dowell, Sam Lammers, Abdullah Sima and John Sterling. Uh, is 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 he right in backing up Bill? Or yeah, I mean these scouts. These, these scouts. They, they, they should be able to tell a decent player when they when they see one.
3: Absolutely, they should. I mean that that is their job. They're drawing a salary on on their ability to to do the job, so uh, they they can't all be shite. So there's there's going to be some you know indifferent. There's going to be some. I mean, Jack Butland has been uh, already been you know a huge hit. Obviously, they've not all got to that level, but I think uh, Michael Beale's kind of inability to get uh, the best out of these guys has uh, was shown up. I just think we looked lost. I think Michael Beald, you know, in the various match days, you know, I think that the the thing that, that sunk him for me was the was the old film game when you know we had uh, fifty thousand Rangers fans at Ibrox, and we knew that exactly what the script needed to be, uh, and we went out there and we uh, we sat off them, and I just thought it was just a lack of ambition, a lack of confidence. You now he was talking about lack of confidence in the players. I think the coach was sending out a lack of confidence, you know, from the their approach to that game. And <clears throat> I think uh, Michael Beal, you know, did a, himself a lot of damage that day. You know, uh, and in the subsequent games, it didn't seem to be getting any better. There was no improvement. It seemed to be less and less confidence. So, uh, but in terms of the, the signings, it's, it's always going to be a, the the, the background, uh, background staff, you know, the coaching, the scouting there'll always be a sort of collective decision. If only, you know, to bloody share the blame when it all goes pear-shaped, But which is why they're now, you know, somewhere else. So, but ultimately, Beal, you know, carries the can, which is why, you know, the, the headline read, it wasn't Rangers sack backroom staff, it was Rangers sack Beal, because he is the has the final say in all this. He carries the can. It's ultimately his responsibility. So he uh, paid the price for that. And I think the same will be true of, uh, of Philippe Clément, or we'll just call him Clement and stop all this Frenchy nonsense. So <laughs> I, I think the, he, he will be responsible so that the, the buck will stop with him. No doubt about it. So we kick off on Saturday, you know, with have reset. We we need to uh, get behind the team, the support. As I said, you know, we call on the other day in the, the, the daily update. We The Ranger support need to step up here. Get right behind them. Give these guys the best chance possible, because you know, obviously, with Michael Beale, the last few games, you know, I think that the support had pretty much made up their mind on it, and there was no, uh, there was no long term in it, and and you could tell that from the atmosphere. But you know, it's a it's a new regime. We need to get fully be, fully behind the team, you know, and as as once said, and as I said the other morning, there's going to be a, be a few bumps in the road, but we need to stay with them so he's going to be at least one two transfer windows away from uh, you know putting his uh, his stamp on it uh, and, and until that happens we just need to uh, bite our lip, bite our tongue and uh, go along with it and support the guys 100% Andrew,
2: was this not a bit of the, the board's own making and not bringing in a new uh, director of football
4: well, I mean, I don't know if they they knew the what they were really looking for, to be honest.ly Because what moment we kind of said to us is that they they had started the process, um, but then it went cold for about four months, and then all of a sudden, Bill. Well, not all of a sudden. <laughs> that's quite the opposite of what happened. Um, but Bill goes. Um, certainly wasn't sudden. Um, and now we're asking for the a director of football for the new manager. It's um, it's weird. We've ended up in that situation. There was talk of Beal said he didn't want one, um, which kind of has been hinted at. But I think it, it should have been a matter that the board should have pushed for. You know, it, it's it, we've had conversations about this over like the start going at the start of the summer window. Was do, you, do we need a director of football? I think. They certainly can't do us any harm based on the fact that we gave the manager free reign and that manager's then been sacked because he couldn't get a tune out of the players he signed. Um, I think you certainly can't get any worse with a director of football. Um, Maybe we've seen it with Morris Wilson, but we've also seen it with Mark Allen making some really good, kind of intelligent signings, you know. It will be interesting to see where we go with Clement being the manager, if, he is, if we are going to opt for the director of football and, and see what kind of style of player that, because I'm presuming Clement will have a say in terms of where we want to look, whether that'll be that will be vetted by the director of football or the sporting director, whatever we're wanting to call it. Um, it'll be interesting, because it was always going to be the talk of, if it was going to be Muscat, would it be Moore? And would they, what market would they be looking in, obviously with Australians and playing in Japan? And it's just, that would have been the markets that we probably had the best knowledge of, quite like um, Ange Postacoglu at Celtic. We've seen it happen. Um, but it would be interesting to see where, where our, our director, whoever it will be. I know there's been a lot of talk about man in Brighton. Um, yes, and no's across the board. of it's happening, it's not happening. Um, whoever the director for that we're going to land on, um, It'll be interesting to see the kind of conversations that they'll need to have with the manager because they'll need to agree and find a common ground of what they want for the club because I'm sure the director of football will be approached will have his own ideas of markets he'll want to look at and then they'll need to see where they can align the between them, himself and the manager.
2: Yeah, well, that the, the story about the, the Bright manager was brought up, uh, the director of football, sorry, was brought up by Fabrizio Romano who is normally... Very, very good. Uh, he, he's normally get a lot of good information, and he said that the 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 director of football for Brighton is is it Sam Jewell? Jewell is called uh, uh that that he had been approached, and that, that he, was, he was Rangers were going to talk to him anyway. The Rangers were busy with him, but I, I think it was wasn't an hour later when Heart and Hand came away with a a, st- a statement that it was a load of rubbish and that Rangers weren't interested in him at all. Well, I think you can look at that two ways. One way, the speed that Rangers acted with, they want to keep it quiet. Uh, maybe they've got more contenders for the job. Maybe they maybe they haven't. Uh, maybe he's the only contender for the job, but they don't want it out in public just, just now. Or it just didn't happen. Scott taking the, the, the Joe I'm not sure is it Sam Joe can somebody correct me on that one Sam um, um given that he's in multi-million deals bringing in players for 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 a, for a lot more than he'll be dealing with the Rangers is he a, 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 an option really for Rangers or is it do you think it's just a little rubbish
5: well firstly I think the board have took their time to start putting these these kind of plans in place it should have been done months ago Bill should have been told that no you're getting a director of a football and that's the end there do you know what I mean um, I think the market we're looking in is the market we need to look in because that's a that's a promotion to these guys down south if you look at uh, Brentford's scouting system Brighton's scouting system they'd bring in players for a low fee sell them on for a bigger fee and we're offering them a promotion and experience at a massive club that's in European football every single stage of the season so Hank where well, we're looking for a direct to riff up is good. I think we're looking in the right places. Going and pinching one of these guys for these uh, smaller clubs in England if you want to call them that. Um but in terms of the timing it all oh, timing it or oh, kinda of stinks to be honest with you, because if, if Command doesn't get after a fire then the pressure's gonna be on the board this time as well as the manager. It's gonna be complete and utter chaos, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, well, I think I think we've all seen over the the last while that doing everything contractual work and all the paperwork and, and and also putting a team out in the field. I think it's far too much for one man. I was against the director of football firstly. I must admit, until I realised that, that how much work there was actually done in it, and they're not just. Uh, looking for players. Obviously, they're they're in control of the scouting department, they're in control of the academy, they're in in control of virtually everything, and that is just too much for one man. One other thing that came up, Dave, was that the supporters have far too much power. And virtually, it was the supporters that that got Van Bronckhurst the the sack, and now it was the supporters that got Beal the sack. Would
3: you, do you think that the supporters do have too much power? Uh, I think, no, the, the supporters are ultimately the biggest uh, source of funding for the club. And uh, I think it's right that the supporters, you know, have a say in, in, in these things. But uh, the last few weeks at Ibrook's and, and in, uh, you know, the tail end of Gio's tenure, you know, I, I think there is a case, you know, where we uh, we need to be a bit more... I don't know. We need to be a wee far-sighted, you know, take the long-term view because I think, you know, in, in terms of uh, it, it got to the point where Beal it was it was it was a, an act of mercy, you know, to get Beal out the door and, and and because the atmosphere had become so toxic, and there was a, there was a wee hint of that, you know, with uh, with Geo, we never quite got there we, uh, <clears throat> with Gerard because uh, he just buggered off. But I don't think we would have got there with Jnr because I think he had got a bit of credit in the bank, you know, with obviously lifting fifty five, which was absolutely enormous. And, and and with Gio, you'd think you know getting us to the Europa League final would have been a would have carried a bit more weight than than what it did eventually. So uh, no, I think Michael Beal the, the supporter had it, but there is a I, I think there is a case that we should maybe a. Uh, get behind the team a wee bit more. I mean I'm all for criticism, you know, and after the game, but you know, during the game and booing individual players, that's not for me, I'm afraid. Not for me. But but in, in terms of you know the uh, do we need a director of football or not? Well what we should be looking at is is a is a, a structure that, that reflects modern day football and have a director of football in place and a backroom staff, you know, recruiting in an academy. But the whole thing kind of hangs together. And, and you know, in the, each of the last three years at this time of the year, we've found ourselves looking for a new manager. So to, to air is human, but to air 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 is is, is insanity. So I think we should, Biz Grove and, and John Bennett need to have a look at themselves and say, you know, have we put in place the best structure for, for the long-term benefit of the team and the, and the club in, in general So if we need a director of football then he probably should have you know arrived prior to the manager because he would have had a large say in, in, in who that manager should be and, and how they how they could work together so I think that they would very be very much seen as a double act. You know, the director of football almost recruited together to find out, you know, can these guys work together? So sometimes it's just about, about an individual chemistry in terms of whether they can click or not and get the whole thing to sing. But I, I would question the, the, the overall structure for the last couple of years when, you know, we're going through managers, something is fundamentally wrong. You know, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is a very experienced manager and coach, gone. Stephen Gerrard walked. Michael Beal, not very experienced, but, you know, uh, you know lots of potential lots of promise and, and we're saying all the right things going and now we're, we're, we're on to uh, Philippe Clement, and we'll see how that goes but i think it's it's more than the, the, the head coach itself is, is, is the problem here there's a there's an overall structure i just hope Bisgrove and John Bennett have the wisdom to to take you know some experienced advice on on what the ideal structure of the club would be and and try nudges towards what that ought to be and if that includes a director of football then uh, we should get one in as, as soon as we possibly can
2: yeah i just want to 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 thank uh, cami for gifted five gallant view rangers podcast memberships thanks very much for that cami um yeah at the moment whereliz Grove and the, and the board are building up these trans transparency supporters groups Andrew, is this just a way of trying to sort of a shut shut the crowd that the, the the supporters out is it the 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 major support that they can say oh we're working with this group and we're working with that group so you the supporters will need to get in touch with them is it just a way of, of making a sort of a a matter is between the board and the supporters. Well,
4: it can definitely be construed that way if if we don't then go and act upon what fans are bringing up at these kind of meetings or such. Um, you know, it's nice to say, "Oh, we are having those meetings," but if nothing comes of them, then yeah, definitely, it does look like we're just playing up to the the press by saying, "Yeah, no, we speak to we speak to our, our fans, and uh, we have meetings." You know. Check check the records. We've done it three times because they're not they're not short of putting it out there that oh it's coming up. Get your get your applications in and stuff like that. Um, it definitely will will be because you know we're a very vocal support base. You know we we speak our mind. We speak for what we want. Um, which is which is I think it's right nowadays because we, we've had in the past where we've just been kicked down the road. Um, The safe standing this year was kind of one of the main things that the crowd have been calling for recently. Uh, The the singing section as well. Um, So, you know, it's it's these things like that that are are happening this year that we've been calling for, especially Union Bears. They've been wanting something like that in place for ages. Um, And that comes off the back of speaking to officials, speaking to supporters and, and meeting in the middle for what we can do, what we can't do. Um, I think it can be positive, it definitely gives you an opportunity to to get, meet in the middle with the support, because for a while it was like, this, the club's not listening to us, the club doesn't, it just doesn't want to listen to us, but it looks like, at least it looks like for now, and we'll see the evidence of it, that we're starting to make the connection again, which is, every you need that at every club, that's football. The supporters are the main thing behind the club. If there's no supporters, the club doesn't run. You know, that's that's it's as it always has been. The support is the main thing, and it's it's good. I I want it to continue, um, but as I said, if, if we're not making any ground and it's just shown, it's just for show. Sure, then what's the point? Well,
2: I'm going. I'm going to be honest with you. I I think at the moment the. The words coming out of eyebrows are very, very pleasing. And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, as I said at the before, that the ordinary supporters' questions weren't getting answered on the, the nights of these meetings. I was totally wrong. And I get pulled up by Rangers for saying it. So Rangers, Rangers representatives do listen to these podcasts. Um, and I spoke to I spoke to the, the the supporters representative on the board, Marshall, as you call him. I, I spoke to him, and I was totally wrong in saying that. And the the words that, that Bygrove has been saying at the at the last time, talking about supporters having singing uh, sections and having standing uh, sections, then safe standing sections. Then I, I think. The, the, it's looking good at the moment, and I think if we can get everything in place, then the the match day experience will be will be far far better. Scott, quite a few people have been coming out on the, in the, the all different press reports and saying that we need a and quite and Common said it yourself, uh we need a, a Scottish influence in the, the the dressing room or in the coaching staff. Uh, I know McCann's been named as a, as a, 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 a chance head. Uh, um, the, even Barry Ferguson's been named. Uh, do you, can you think of anyone that's uh, that, that, that would be good for the job? Do you think McCann would be a good... Uh...
1: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness.
5: I can't can talk a good game in Rangers TV, but um he can definitely speak about football, there's, there's no doubt about that. But in terms of experience and working with players and uh, how much of that he's got is questionable. Same with Barry Ferguson; it's questionable with him as well. I mean, he's, he's worked lower leagues for, he's been in a a managerial capacity. Um, I'm a big cheerleader for Alex as I says. Before I know, Alex, he's um has been and done it in terms of he's been sacked for well nearly every job he's been in. But at the same time, he's also got the experience of working at a decent club level, and he's only coming in as a coach. He's not coming in as a number one guy. He's no, he's not going to have the final decision, so to speak. Um, so that would be my choice. I what I like about come on is he's come out and said that if he's got if he's it feels that the team, that the interim team that's already in place, as the guy Gilmar, Stevie Smith, Davis and Alec Ray, it feels if that's a good gel, then he's just going to keep it. He says he's going to do whatever's best for a club. So I'm quite optimistic on that front. Um, in terms of the match experience, I think people need to focus on fixing what's going on in the park first before they they start looking on to everything else they're trying to do out with. If they get a winning team in the park, that's going to fix everybody's match experience to begin with. Um, so that's I, I, my batting on both points David
2: David have you any names that you would like to see enter the coaching staff I'll ask you that first I've got another question for you
3: no I, I think there's a few names you could add to the list you know Kevin Thompson being one you know something that uh, you know we put in a structure which will exist for you know maybe the, the full three and a half years of, of his contract and maybe even beyond that if we get if we get it right, if, because it's as Scott has said it's results driven, you know. So if we get the results, you know, that on will be here in three and a half years. Maybe you know, someone else will have step in and take him on if he if he if he does well enough. So but I think it's important that we get someone in there who does know the league, Scottish football. And you know, I, I would not be averse to Barry Ferguson arriving because Barry was a leader on the on the team. You know, quite visibly a leader, and and, and I think if he was uh, that that leader and 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 voicing, you know, that that level, that standard on the training ground to bring it to the match day, then uh, I, I think that's something that would be absolutely required. So, uh, coaching. I mean, these guys are professional football players. How much is it you're going to coach them? how much left of coaching is there in someone who's 25 26 they're already a professional football player on a three or four year contract and we bring in a coach to coach these players well it's we're not really coaching them football they're coaching them you know in terms of playing together but the, the standard of player probably is where it is you know you're probably not you know improve these players quite at the margin at best but what you can change is, is their attitude. And, and their approach and, you know, the, and, and understanding exactly who they're playing for, you know. And, and so that we don't get excuses, you know, that I'm, they're going out there and they're playing, there's a lack of confidence, you know, and the heads are down and, they, and they're shirking responsibility when everyone hides, which is what we accused, you know, the, the team against Liverpool of doing when, you know, we, we conceded a few goals and they just shit themselves. And, you know, we've seen that a couple of times with Michael Bale's sides, you know, the PSV game, Aberdeen, when you're going in against you know a team who are fucking mediocre at best, and we fold like a, like a pack of cards. So, uh, are we going to get a coach in to make them you know run faster? Hopefully, you know be a better player, have a better touch in the ball. I think they pretty much bring that. So, uh, I think it's it's important that we get a team that gets you know the correct atmosphere, the correct attitude. And get the team to, you know, with the correct level of confidence and belief in themselves, and a system that they they they, they believe in, onto the pitch. So it's it's, it's a number of people that uh, are involved in this. It's not just the manager, which is why I go back to saying that you know we need a need an overarching strategy here as to how to, how to succeed. And uh, you know, this time of the year, the last three years, we've, you know, we've had to recruit a manager at this time of the year. And that just tells you that it's, it's systematically fucked. So we, we need to get off this wee uh, treadmill that we're on in terms of replacing the manager every year. So we need something far long term, something that's wider than the, the, the head coach. You know, there's a number of people sharing responsibility. <clears throat> and we uh, we then have have the patience as a support to actually give the guy enough time to see it through and bring the improvements through. Obviously, we have to be confident that it's the correct guy, much in the same way as it was with Gerard, because Gerard wasn't an instant success. But eventually, you know, when in the third season came, he eventually delivered. So maybe we have to have a wee look at ourselves. And I'm hoping that the Rangers support get behind the team on Saturday, because it's. Uh, I mean, talking about the, the the fan engagement and things, I would hope that you know that we could support the team during the ninety minutes. And then any grumps and groans that we have, we can take to James Bisgrove, you know, kind of offline rather than on, on match day when everybody boos at the final whistle. That that that's not a that's not a winning strategy for me. So that's my my worth.
2: Part of the the new strategy everybody has been talking about, Andrew, is that we should have a, a Scottish, but not only Scottish people in the. The, the coaching staff but we should have a backbone of players that are Scottish obviously the McCausland getting a contract today is, is it's well he's Northern Irish really but I mean comes from the Rangers Academy um we need a backbone of of Scottish people uh, uh Scottish players how do you, I mean I'm thinking of Lewis Ferguson I'm I'm, I'm thinking of uh, is it Doig or what, what? the young boy, Heke for they used to play for Hearts, but they're all disappearing into Italy and, and England and God knows where. Uh, should we be looking at these 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 young Scottish players and picking them up in Scotland and and bringing them into the team and getting a backbone of Scottish players that understand the Scottish game that have got this the passion and the fight for Scottish games.
4: I don't think it's a question for the manager or the board. I think it's a question for the supporters because, like, you've got one Shankland who's a, a scores sc- battle here and you still have a part of the fan base who say, "No, he's not good enough." You know, we said that we said at the time. You know, like this, this is this is not a new thing. Your Ferguson, your Diggs, your Max Johnson. You know, it's it's happened all before. We don't pounce on a player; he goes down south. He does what we expected he would do and he's now worth twenty five million and at that point you give up because there's no chance you get him. It's it's nothing's that new here. Um it, if I want if you want to do that then we need to buy in as a support and back these Scottish players. I mean at the moment our Scottish players consist of what Ryan Jack, Scott Wright, you know, and senior players, you know, we've not I don't want to say we're not good brilliantly, but look, I can have who would, you, who would you say are game changers on our team? That are, Cantwell, English. Raskin, Belgian. Danilo, Brazilian. A captain's English. A longer, longer reigning centre-back is English. A goalkeeper's English. You know, if you want, if, if we don't want to spend for the Scottish players that are doing well in our league, then it has to come from the academy. And that's incredibly difficult because... I, we're actually doing it well this season with Lowry. I think we did, did brilliantly with him, sending them out to a club who, well, <laughs> will be play a style that are attacking to win because we want they want to challenge at the top of the table. He's doing, he's doing well. He's really setting himself as in the in the kind of don't forget about me. I'm doing master. I'm doing my duty to come back in the summer and and look and look to kick on. That's what we want. For the youth players, at least. But if you want to start buying from Scottish teams, then I'm going to need to buy into it, and that's going to be harder than. Although the Scottish teams will want a nice price off of us because you know we have the money in our league, it's going to be more difficult for the support to buy into it. I think.
2: Yeah, but well, I mean, what we're talking—we're probably talking about three million for Lewis Ferguson, even even when he was when he was at Aberdeen. Uh, is is that a lot of money when you think you can? Uh, at least double it in, in, a, in a few years and sell them down to England, or as, as it happened now to Italy. Dave, Three million,
3: so a lot of money. Can I just step in there. Can I just step in there? We could have had Lewis Ferguson from Hamilton Aki's buttons.
4: And I, so Burnley the, turned, the, turned the, down Burnley for a million.
3: So the, the scouting system, you know, we should have identified him at that point and says this is a this is a bet worth taking, you know, and somehow we we didn't manage it. So something failed there. You know, and, and we're now talking about, you know, going to get Lewis Fergus now costs us millions and millions of pounds. That's, that's insane. So the, the scouting system's failing us. You know, and, and with other Scottish players, any Scottish player who hasn't got come across Rangers books and, you know, at least the analysis table, you know, and then it heads south or it heads abroad, we've failed. We should be identifying these guys and, and, and making a, you know having a grown-up conversation as to whether these guys are good enough to play for Rangers and, and get them into get them into the team. Obviously, there's an element of risk in all that, but there's an element of risk in, as as we've saw in the summer of, of signing, you know, a whole lot of season campaigners who are just know that very good. So I mean that that's one for me. I mean, this is a guy who would have uh, crawled on his hands and knees to get to Ibrox. He's playing with Hamilton Hackies and he's then you know, move of a transfer to Aberdeen and, and we let that slip by. So I would have to say that the scouting system just ain't fit for purpose. So
4: Ferguson falls into the category that we've seen, unfortunately where he's been in the Rangers Academy, we've deemed him not good enough. He's went somewhere, applied his trade, everything he would need to be to be a professional. And got a big move. It's happened Greg Taylor was a Rangers player. He was a Rangers Academy player. Left, yeah. went to Kelly, made his name, went to South Rangers
5: season tiger holder too.
4: Yeah, that's, it's not the first time we've seen Rangers Academy players get let go and then go somewhere else and do, to, do this, what they probably want to live up to.
3: I would have to question the whole reason for having an Academy. What is the purpose of it?
5: Oh, Davis is why I was saying it to begin the show. Like, bringing guys like McCausland and Lovelace in for that one match in... We've seen more of them two young boys in my opinion than we've seen all season. Mm. So, unless the boys are actually going to get a chance, there's no point in having a system, is there? Really? If if that, you're not I going to put them in and give them a chance, then what, what, what the hell's the point? Nathan Parks has been uh, yeah. the only one who's come yeah, through there. In, in recent the years,
3: five, seven years, come through here and we've actually sold for some money.
5: And I mean, so and, see when you're talking about like Lewis Ferguson stuff, I think that's where Ross Wilson's seen the gaps last season in a cherry picked like Bailey Rice for Motherwell, Archie Stevens for Everton, he's been out and picked all these boys up, all the best Scottish young talent to put in the academy but my main worry is that we're not going to get to see these boys on the park.
3: Yeah. no, they, I, the, I, I You know I what I mean? That.
5: They could be That's good enough. They, they probably are good enough as McCausland and Lovelace have proven but they're not well, going to get a chance.
3: They probably are good enough, Scott but I think are the Rangers fans patient enough
5: because, but, if you know, it's a, but if it's a young boy, you automatically get him a chance. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you know he's a young lad trying his trade and all the rest of it. You will up
3: to a point, you know, so you'll yeah. get the first uh, two or three games, three or four games but is that going to be sufficient? Sometimes it'll take six months, sometimes it'll take a year, so they'll all develop but, at different
5: rates. But, but to me, what we, we, we're not doing is, see we were winning 4-0 at home Livingston in a Cup, for example, we're not bringing Bailey Rice, we're bringing Bailey Rice on with two minutes to go. What use is that? Bring him in game. the last half an hour Give him is so The like crazy, crazy thing on. in the world
2: Is bringing a player on for two minutes Or three minutes no, no, 100%, 100%. Unless you want to waste time I can understand that if you want to waste time You bring a player on uh, for, for two minutes But well, see if you see if you're Glasgow Rangers
5: But see if you're Glasgow Rangers look we keep See if you Glasgow Rangers Like we keep saying we are Then we should be beating teams 2 3 nil at home your Lisa, your Livingstons, your Ross counties, and that's when these young boys should get a chance to come in and strut their stuff, show what they've got, be a wee bit arrogant in the ball, because we're better. That's the whole point of the academy, that's the whole point of the first team set-up. But they're, not, they're not getting utilised, they're not getting used, and I hope, come on, fixes that, I really do.
3: Well, Barry Ferguson, would, in, the, in the team at 19, he was playing Champions
5: I, League 100%, for aye. So, 100%. I, mean, I, I
3: really don't get the age thing, but
5: that's just...
2: Ah, I totally agree. Yeah, well I mean even Marco van Bassen was 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 really young when he I mean, most of these Dutch players that came through were, were really young when they when they when they got uh Um I think um I'll we'll move on to the game guys and against Hibs and and start talking about the team I'm sort of looking at the time. Uh Davy, sorry, I'll move on to you. Yeah, as I said earlier on the pod... When I seen the the the, the, the team, I, I was really upbeat. New manager, knew this, knew that, and then I then I saw Tavernier, Goldson, Borna Barisic, and then uh, the Whamers, uh, Raskin, Sima, <laughs> Dessos up front, and I thought, oh my god, nothing's changed, nothing has changed. And what do you think? Do you think? Do you think that? Clement can get a tune out of these players, or do you think that he needs to bring in some some new? But obviously, it need to be youth players, or or is there someone in in the the, the team that can make that difference?
3: No, I, I think he'll go with the the, the, the squad which Michael Beale has, has been using. There's not going to be you know changes. But I'm hoping as Scott has identified, you know that McCausland, Bailey Rice, you know Lovelace will feature in the team and will feature on the pitch. And you know we, and that shouldn't have to be when we're two and three nil up. You know when we we need to see how these guys come. You know are in a genuine contest. You know when the game's nil nil and what their contribution is as to whether we can assess. You know their long-term survivability at, at Rangers. So it's going to, and getting that balance right is 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 probably the trick. But we we haven't we tried it. We you know the, the summer signings and we look a worse team than last year. So it's not going to do any harm, you know, to give uh, Lovelace a, a run up front. Would anyone be uh, manning the barricades if we've seen Sack Lovelace in front of Dessers? No. So maybe the, the manager needs to have a bit of courage. Obviously, the danger is the damage that you do, because if, if he doesn't hit the ground running and he you know, doesn't fire in all cylinders straight away, and it takes a few weeks for him to, you know, to adjust to the speed of it, you know, the tempo, you know, and just the, 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 the whole experience of being a first-team player at Rangers, so it's and that will have to be managed player to player so they're all they all react quite a bit differently to that but uh certainly that's where the he has to be brave and i think he'll have you'll have a, a some latitude i would say with the support in terms of uh, mixing it up in terms of the squad because we've seen you know what the what the guys have got is in terms of performances so but we uh, we can't take too many risks because we're uh, we, we don't lose any more uh, you know, points in the league. And we need to win the League Cup. And uh, we're we'll also with the European campaign to hopefully try and qualify out of that. And, and, you know, even even if it's just got the club funds and nothing else. So, he's got uh, a number of things to consider. But uh, we'll see. We'll get an idea on Saturday from how the team play. Not necessarily the players on the pitch, because they are what they are. But we'll see if they can... Uh, if he can manage to get into their heads and convince them that they're, they're actually good players and can play that way.
2: Yeah, there's a, an argument uh, going on there that um, I see, uh, if I can get it, Lammers up front instead of Dessers. if only Danilo isn't fit. Well, I've seen Danilo, he's, he's been training. He's, he's He looks with like the lone Ranger. I must admit. Uh, with, with one of these masks on. I, th- I think Danilo will be will be fit. What would you go for, Andrew? What's your What would be your choice in this one?
4: Um, well, see, to be honest, it's as, as I've said this a few times recently in, in pods um, and it sounds really like I've deflected the question, but it, it, it's no true words could be said. Whoever the manager thinks he can trust in this first week is the players they should be sticking in the team. Mm-hmm. It, I can say to you, oh, I think dino has been brilliant this season, or I think Lammers can, has been brilliant, or I know that's an interesting example because I don't think many people have said that they think Lammers has been brilliant this season. But it's all right, they're saying that such and such is brilliant. If the manager goes into training and sees, although that somebody's up and down the park on a Saturday at Ibrox, taking on players left, right and centre, but if they're not... If they're not in training if they're no wanting to you know keep being the best in training every week then you've got no right to be in starting 11 as much as somebody who maybe is on the bench but working their socks off in training every week if you're on the bench you're working your socks off in training you want to be at the club you want to play games that's something that we want to see we want to play see the players in the park who are up for the game, up for getting goals or assists, contributing to the team and getting three points in the ball. That's the main thing. So, if he goes and changes all 11 from St Mirren, it's up, he must be seeing something and I'll back the manager. If he doesn't make any changes, I'll back the manager. It's his opinion in what he sees. He's got, the, he's got a fresh set of eyes on it, whereas Bill, although he said he wouldn't have friends, definitely still had friends. Whoever he sees as his, his 11 for the game at the weekend, I'll back because this is, this as he said, fresh slate. Everybody's got a chance to impress, so they should all be working their socks off if they want to play on Saturday.
2: Yeah, when the, when the Clemens, uh interview was on at the, the beginning of the week, he was asked about Dessers. He said, Dessers played under you in Belgium. And his, his answer was, well, he actually played better in Holland for Feyenoord. So he didn't seem very impressed with Dessers at that time. What do you think? Is there a a, a question that we could put seema up front? Potentially,
5: have a the way? Potentially, aye. Potentially. Um, going through what I went through on Sunday night, I think the manager's going to go with a four-four-two, 4 2 but it'll look more like a four-two-four. Um I think you're going to see Butn Tav, Golton, Suter, Ridman. Um central midfield is up for debate. Potentially John I don't Armstrong, think, think Cantwell I don't think Can will be fit. He's only been in training
2: for a for a week, hasn't he? So I doubt if Can will be fit. He might be able to come on. But I doubt he'll be fit mm.
5: for ninety minutes. Um midfield is is literally a lottery in the midfielders, just now. it's. Um, I wouldn't be putting Cantwell in there, anyway, because I think you need. Um, I think you'd probably go with a six and an eight, so Sifuentes and Luntram or Sifuentes and somebody, um, and then McCosland on one side, and then you're looking at same on the other. And probably Daniel and Dessers up front for for me. It's not what I want. It's not what I want. What I want them. I want to make in. I want to see John Lee Ufeco play left side, a centre half. I want to see Bailey Rice in midfield, McCausland on the wing, and Pat our young boy up front with Daniel. I and to rip it up, but he's obviously saying in his press conference that he's not going to do that. So perfectly understandable, perfectly understandable. But I don't trust the squad as it is to go and get a result. So it's hard to kind of, it's hard to kind of put a judgment on it because we're no proven winners right now. If that makes any sense, we've not. We can if I trusted our it that we know. They're going to get a job done against Hibs because the likes Sam Lammers and Tessers only really cutting the mustard. But they were they the only available really players at the minute. Um, so it's basically up for debate. I'm intrigued to see what he's going to do. I don't think he's going to make many changes. I think he will stick with McCausland on more of the wings. Um, but I think it's... I, I, I just hope to see a, an identity going forward. I hope to see what he's going to do. If he's going to build way back, how's he going to build way back? How's it going to transition? How's it going to... Are we going to press? Are we going to play a high line? You know, all that kind of stuff. Because we're well, center halfs to me on only... the... Golden and Suter are only quick enough to play a high line. So if we... If they, somebody gets a player in behind, well, especially if, like your lights are Martin Boyle, then you're in trouble. Um, so I'm intrigued to see what he's going to do. I'm really intrigued to see what he's going to do. As long as we come away with three points and set our damn happy camper. Yeah.
2: D V and bring up the captain's question for you what who who do you think i think he's obviously made it clear that he's, he's not going to drop Tavenier um are you are you in the, the Tavenier camp or are you in the 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 removal from captaincy
3: i no i, I would uh, <clears throat> he's going to have to stick with tav so in the short term at least I don't think he would make a decision like that, you know, in the first week in the job. You'll see, you know, the mood around the, the, the training ground, the mood in the changing rooms, the the mood on the pitch, the reaction to the results. So and, and take a view as to whether Tab's fit to be captain or not. You know, so we uh I don't think there's, there's gonna be any change. Tab will be captain on Saturday and he will be captain for the foreseeable future. So you know, my opinion, you know, such as this is almost irrelevant as to whether Tav will be captain. Until, you know, uh, Clement makes up his mind, you know, and sees a, a reason and, and, and has a, identified a, a better candidate to be captain. Is there a better candidate in our current squad to be captain? Who is it? So Tav's no longer captain. Who is going to be the captain?
5: But, but David, can I cut in? What I will say is yeah. we've got players in that squad that have captain teams prior coming to us Barisic was captain of, I'm not suggesting any of these players right before I get leaked on Barisic was captain at Aussie Aik. Um Campbell's been captain at Orich Jack was captain at Aberdeen um, who else forgot if it Suter was at
4: Hearts
5: was he not Suter was a captain at Hearts You that's, that's what Rangers do we, we sign all these players because we think if we sign a, a team's captain they're obviously big enough and bold enough to come and play for Rangers so there is and there is people with a potential in that squad. For me, it's Butland all year long. That, that Butland, was the only like, guy. The aye, 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 but he's not going to change it. It's tough. He's not going to change yeah. it.
3: It's Are not going to be I think maybe in the longer term, he will. He's obviously ah, going to make changes in in the squad. So, and I think he'll be looking to stamp, you know, his his, his changes on the team. And I think uh, Tav's captaincy may may be a casualty yeah. of that. So what we'll wait and see is, as we identified at the start, he's not going to bring along a magic wand, you know, Mm -hmm. wave it in the air and then, you know, Hibs will fold. We'll run in four and everyone will go home, skipping out the door. Yippee, normal service has been resumed. I mean, I think the test for us on Saturday will be, you know, if Hibs score the first goal, that will be an interesting, uh, you know, reaction as to what what the support do then. Did we just say, you know, fucking... Sack the board and you know to be to go back to the you know oh, no this is great this is no good enough, you know. So we we've got part to play as well and I think we need to we need to stick by these guys, give them a chance. So that's all I can hope for on Saturday. Andrew,
2: I'll go on to my favorite subject now. Um I've, I've put on, on in the Daily News this morning, lies, damn lies and statistics. And it's a bit John Lundstrom, obviously. Um, he's in the top hundred players in the in the world. He has a, a, a an average pass rate of seventy-one passes per game, and ninety point two are on target. So that makes him up up with the likes of uh, the best the best players in the world. Uh, I know what I think about that statistics. You can you can do it. If every pass is sideways, backwards, back to the keeper, back. I think ninety percent is actually quite low, would you think?
4: Well, that's the thing about statistics in football, you need you need to dig deeper because a number can mean anything, you know. As you've said, that's successful passes. it doesn't tell you where they're going that it's not forward passes, it's not, you know, it's not passes in behind, it's just passes, it's labelled as passes. Successful is nice, that's good, that's a nice start to have, but again, making a successful pass that's 30 yards in behind, then plays your striker in one-on-one, compared to passing it to a centre-half, taking the ball off him and then passing it back to him again. Two passes from the same distance as I am to the screen to my centre-back, that's maybe a hundred percent pass succession, but does it mean anything? So that's the whole thing of the data driven in sports. I know that's something that we can have toyed about and looked at, um, a data analysis and data driven, um, recruitment plan and stuff like that. It's that can work if you have the right guys to then look at those numbers and analyze them further, you know, um, a base person, someone that has no football knowledge can look at a stat like that and go, Manchester must be, like, Real Madrid centre mid, or look at modrics you know? But taking in game footage, looking at the phases of play in which these passes come from, that's the difference between someone that is an amateur looking at stats and someone who makes big money about it, you know? It, it, it works. It has worked but these guys that make it work are the real talent. That's the main thing. It's, stats can be brilliant. It's, it's some of the things I've been looking at more recently, stats can be superb and it can lead to you revolutionising your recruitment or the way, you, the way you see phases of play as a tactician. But it takes more time than just searching up on, on I don't know, like, or like I, I, there's a whole, there's a whole website... That make their money off of giving you in more detail than just looking at a sheet of paper.
2: Yeah, so I think it's a lot of these things are just clickbait to get you clicking uh, on on the, the the website. Scott Jack Butland to Birmingham City. Wayne Rooney wants them. Rangers. Well, I think Clement said today that well, if they want them, then they'll need to come out with uh, a hell of a lot of money. What do you think? Do you think, uh,
5: there's a chance that Buckland will go? No, nah, I can't see it, David. Really, really can't see it. Don't get me wrong, if Birmingham come in with 10, 15 million, the guy's away. If he wants to go that is, then he's away. I think Jack Buckland's enjoying the club a wee bit too much. He's enjoying being a senior figure in the dressing room. He's enjoying being a fan's favourite. He's he's relishing the challenge of being a ranger, so I don't think he moves a goer. But if and some small chance it was to happen then I'd have full full faith in my to step up and take his jersey and implement a youth put a boy in but nah I I, I can't see Botland leaving anytime soon I think I think he's here for a generation to be really honest with you I think he's committed he certainly appears committed to me anyway
2: I don't know. I think I think if Bill would have stayed, it might have been quite different because it must have been quite frustrating for him to be <laughs> to, to be the last man in that in that team. But um, no, I don't. I, I don't. I don't see see Botland. No, but I, don't
3: see in that, I don't think.
2: Any any interest, Dave? Would you think? Do you think there'll be anything in that? No, I think
3: it's uh, just about summed up. You know, because we'll find we'll find out who Jack Botland is if he was to. Uh, you know, obviously, I think Birmingham would be in a position to match his money here. It's just whether they would, uh, if their ambition is, is they want them and they come up with the money. But Scott says if they come up with enough money, then uh, and, and he's willing to go. Obviously, we can not push him out the door. We could persuade them, threaten them, I suppose. Uh, but I think if they come up with enough money, he would be he would go. But it would be, have to be a serious amount of dough. Because uh, obviously Jack Butland has been, uh, and you, you just see He's been a I'm shining light popular, so far. But... You know, alternative captains Then Jack Butland would probably be the would be the prime candidate in the Cum squad because you know he does uh, make his feelings known on the pitch, and, and you can see he is he's a big character in the dressing room. As Scott says so. No, I, I really don't see that one flying. He's he's seen
4: this it, as well. Know, to be honest, he's been think... there and done that already. He's been yeah. a championship goalie. You know, that's, you know he, he went to Man United and they could have stayed and sat on the bench and made a lot of money. I don't see him then giving up an opportunity which he he wanted and relished it's, instead of sitting on the bench and making a lot of money, being a number one and being a starter for a big club. I don't see him then within six months going, I'll go to the championship, you know.
3: I think if Jack Butlin was to leave, it will be for, you know, it will be to the English Premiership. It will be for a far bigger club than Birmingham.
5: I think, I mean
3: he
5: I think if, I see if it, see, think it see, if he was to go, it would only be because he's maybe mates with Wayne Rooney, or and he sees Birmingham as potentially in maybe one or two years getting him back into England. Set up if they could dangle that carrot in front of him, then it would maybe sway him. But I can't, I don't think it's a go up to be perfectly honest with you. I think it's just clickbait, right? Yeah, yeah well.
2: I, I, I don't see him coming They came for, for Champions League in Euro, Europe, and I think the chances of Birmingham are going to be in Europe in the, the next few years were pretty, pretty slim. I don't know, I, I think I know, I know you've seen it, Andrew, because you put it up, the, the tackle by Bongani Zungu today that's been flashing around uh, the whole of internet. Uh, there's been cries to ban him. Uh, I'm afraid, I, I think it's a, a a, a, a tackle that that should have should have more than one or two game ban. What do you think? Yeah, it's
4: uh it's you see it as a, a horror challenge. I'd, I'd be surprised if you know X Rangers star commits horrible foul at this, and you know this the media dross that you see X Rangers star on my backside. <laughs> Um, aye, PS, it's yeah. Rangers' fault Yeah, aye, it's, always, it's always something They need to get Rangers in the head Blame like, the Rangers
5: The <laughs> uh,
4: Glasgow, <laughs> Glasgow Club commit atrocity. My Sonic referee
5: sends off ranger <laughs> ah, it,
4: It's something like You know what it's like with the media up <laughs> here It was a horror challenge There's no beating about the bush he, He's went over the ball and he's caught him on the ankle And it looks like he snapped his leg I think eh, less than a, a broken bone there is a miracle. Um, it certainly looked like it was similar to the, the one in the Prem where he, he's just holding his, his leg and it's just no one to stay as is it, is, is it one bone. I'm certain that's not how they're supposed to work, uh, you know, your, your bones. Um, I, I, I suppose that maybe that was the end of Zungu's Rangers energies uh, permitting onto the player, giving him a nice long-term injury um, to deal with, so I, I'd be surprised if he's not got Another retrospective ban on top of the red card that he got for that one. That was, uh, I think it, the, the thing. The, the thing. The sad about it is, I think it was one of the the guy was almost like an international, a well capped international for South Africa as well. That he's probably yeah. uh, and, uh, he's he's ended the career of it at least because I think he's. I don't think he was a young lad. I think he was a, a kind of veteran, um, and uh, I'd be surprised if he if he continues on in the sport after that one. It was a really
2: sore one. It was Bernard Parker, and he had 73 internationals for South Africa. Uh, yeah, well, I think it's time that we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get you now to say thanks to the, the the people watching and ask you what you think this score will be. Davey, I'll let you go with that first.
3: Well, thank you, people watching. First of all, uh, I'll go for 2-0 on Sunday. Do you no, I, <laughs> I don't care who goes. To score. Penalty to Rangers <laughs> first of all. let you have to uh, take the
2: penalty.
3: Is on the bench, Dave? Tav's I mean, we're talking about stats. God. I mean, John. So he's he's one of the top 100 players in the world because he can pass the ball. Did it mention you know shots on target, goals, assists? You know, there's a whole lot of stats that you have to add on to his passing. To actually get any idea what sort of player John Lundstrom is, but uh, in terms of you know stats, Tav is unbelievable. I mean, assists and goals from from a from a fullback. So yeah, I think you can pretty much you can move from what is it you say that, that you, from moving from an, an unwarranted assumption to a preconceived conclusion with it, with with any set of statistics. So yeah, two 0 on Sunday. Come on, the Rangers.
2: Yeah, actually, surprised me now that I'm thinking back that nobody mentioned Roof in the in the team lineup. So it looks like he is sort of a dropped out. Dropped out. You want to say something,
5: uh, Scott? No, no I, I just I completely forgot about him. To be honest with you, I think it's probably because he's not had much impact recently, right enough. But him and Daniel up front on Sunday, him and Daniel Saturday. Sorry, him and Daniil.
2: Okay, there you go, Andrew. on you go give your prediction and uh, say Churio.
4: I'll start with the two deal. Thanks. Thanks everyone again. Um great pod again tonight. I just re- really enjoyed it. Jim Sloan, the Bluebells of Blue and Kami K, you know, you know what you do. You, you do it often and often we can't thank you enough for that. Um superb as always. The support's just that's what you expect from the Rangers Loyal. Um I'm gonna go for a three one to the Gels. Um i don't know i don't think we'll keep a clean sheet because there's only so much you could do with a group of duds in a week um <laughs> i say that i say that as a uh, someone who who's been as far away from rangers twitter as he could possibly be i, I was i, I couldn't care less for the first <laughs> week and a half of that international break That's um torture. it was it was, just, it was just draining um to say the least so um yeah, I'm hoping that some, some goals will we'll kind of, uh, we'll get me buzzing as a Rangers fan again and then that one goal will we'll then bring it back down to a realistic expectation of where we're going to be in the next month or two, heading towards maybe January. We'll see if we'll make any big changes then.
2: On you go, Scott. What's your uh, way to go?
5: Well, firstly, David, question back to you about Lindstrom, right? He says he's at 91% pass rate or something he's a top 100 90,
2: player in 90.2 success
5: so that's 9% goals conceded then because he's given the ball away <laughs> that's
2: no well these, these are successful <laughs> ones I mean, it, mean, it means there's,
5: there's 9.8 it causes more chances than what he does stop them. he's a nightmare <laughs> uh, no I'm going to go for Rufa and Daniil up front that's a partnership I've been shouting about all season and we got it it's in Johnson unfortunately Daniil will uh, fit up bad injury um, I think with the two up front maybe McCausland in the wing and hopefully see on the other side we're going to have a bit, a bit more pace about the team a bit more effort, a bit more application to impress a new manager I think we're going to walk away really, really happy on Saturday so I'm going to go 3-0 OK um, the, the, the one thing that I've been
2: thinking about is see, we, we had Geo and we had Beal and there were wee, sort of a scrumpy wee men on the sideline. And I look at Clem on and I think, oh, I wouldn't have liked walking into the dressing room and walking into his fist, to be honest with you.
5: Stature. He's definitely a stature.
2: He's definitely a stature on the sideline. So I'm hoping that that will be the magic wand that he is hoping to get from, uh, from Harry Potter. Um, I, he actually took the 3-0 out of my mouth. I, I think I'm going to go that we are going to have a good game. I know Hibs have got a bit of forum recently, but uh, I, I think Rangers are, are due a good game and I am going to go for 3 now. And all I can say further is thank you for watching and good night. We are the people.